0: My name is John, and here with me today, as always, Is my good friend Equintus. How are you, my good friend? What's up, man? Doing good. That's fantastic. I know uh, last week we talked a little bit about um, ourselves and everything, but now we want to get to know each other a little bit more on a a private level and talk about more about faith and Christianity. How do you feel about that? Feeling pretty good, man. But I think the good way to really get this episode going and help people understand what we're going to do is I am going to just ask you a few questions. All right. So the first question is because last week you were really touching this a lot about darkness and how you were able to overcome darkness and all that. Can you elaborate more? Like, how did you overcome your darkness? Um, Honestly, it was really, it's been kind of a lifelong
1: battle. It's not something that just happens overnight. Uh, I always struggle with my faith and kind of finding light. You know, darkness comes... Darkness is such an expansive thing. I was thinking how to best describe it, and the only way I know how is um, I, f- I found this song by Korn called Can You Hear Me? You know, darkness is always... It's always going to be with you, but it's not like you can not overcome it if you want to. You know what I'm saying? But some of these lyrics, it perfectly describes at least for me, like my darkness. uh, It walks with me, it takes its time, it sinks its teeth in one at a time, it loves to feed, it loves my past, it's always taunting but somehow out of grasp can you hear me because I'm lost and I may never come back again and while my heart keeps holding on I know I'll never be the same again it talks to me it holds my hand it showers me with things I can't understand it has no reason it knows no time it's constantly watching so it's not left behind and then it just goes into the chorus again but you know I really conquered it because I always held on to my hope no matter what went on or what was thrown my way I always kind of kept looking to the light and that's what you kind of have to do that's not easy by any means necessary and there are going to be some days when your darkness really just kind of takes over and you kind of have to pull yourself out of it and like i said that's not easy at all it's very hard to do but the biggest thing for me was finding in the moments where you really think that light just isn't there it's just not present or that somehow it's abandoned you it's actually those moments where it's actually the closest to you, right, and it's uh, the struggle is finding it because the darkness is gonna surround you like a cloud, and it's gonna try to make you not. It's gonna try to make the light almost disappear, right, and it's gonna surround you and kind of wrap you up and make you just believe that you're alone and isolated, but you're not. So
0: well, I understand what you're trying to say there. With you know, you feel isolated, but you know if you really search out that light, you're really not as isolated as you think you are. Yeah. Have you ever found like a any particular like scripture or any anything that can really lift your spirits up? It doesn't have to be a scripture. I mean you did mention the song, but was there anything else that can like lift that darkness out of you?
1: You know, for me it was really understanding it that kinda helped me get through like some dark times. Like that's okay, like finding that song, very secular stuff. For me, if I can understand something, I can move past it. So for me, me personally, I really got past and kind of got to the light by understanding what darkness and light were and then once I understood what my darkness was and what my how unique it was to me I was able to then move past it because then I understood it and how it worked and then I knew kind of its tricks and stuff and you know I was able to move past it now I've spent uh, I think we talked about this in our first podcast that I've spent a, a lot if not most of my time or most of my life in darkness and that's what i was trying to say that i do believe that there are christians who kind of come from a darker place naturally and i believe that i'm one of those people it doesn't mean that we're evil or anything like that it's just we've i've spent like i said i've spent most of my life just in darkness i mean things have happened and i've dealt with them and it's not that the light hasn't been present like i was just saying a few seconds ago but it's always darkness has always been a constant in my life i you know I'll, my mind will always naturally reach out to it because that's what i've known for such a long time i guess you know what i'm saying
0: oh yeah definitely i mean you know we all christians have different backgrounds you know i can't really elaborate on how many different backgrounds there are but we all come from those different paths and how we find god and You know, one thing that really helps me is just the influence of others, the people that are around me. Is there anybody in your life that has helped you kind of just stay positive like family members or a friend or anybody like that yeah you know there's actually been a lot of
1: people first and foremost my friends but besides my friends and family you know when I was growing up they were always telling me you know stay positive do this and that and I God, I thought it was I I really did I thought it was such a pain I was like why do you keep telling me this but then I started to grow up and I realized that the stuff that they were telling me was actually pretty it, it would help it helped me later on down the line a lot Uh, And besides friends and family, there were actually a lot of people who had kind of little impacts here and there, right? So uh, when I was in high school, I had a math teacher. Her name was Mrs. Murphy, and she gave this uh, speech one day. There were a lot of people struggling in our math class and she just gave this, she got up in the front of the class and she gave this speech one day and she said, look, you know, it's not too late to turn things around if you really want to, but to turn those things around, you, you have to want it, you know. It, it can't be something that you just kind of use hope as a tactic, you know, and say, oh, well, things will just turn around. You can't, you can't just expect things to just turn around without you doing anything. I fully believe that you kind of have to meet God halfway. You know what I'm saying? That he will, he can build the path, but it's up to you to walk it. And she kind of, which she didn't say any of that, but she just basically got up in the front of the class and said, you know, look, it's not too late to turn things around, but you know, you have to want it and you have to work for it. And she said, you know, and in life, there's basically two kinds of people. She said, they're the people who want to succeed and they're the people who just kind of accept failure and she said to the people who are struggling in my class she said you can if you really want to you can turn things around and that kind of really impacted me because she basically um, I think she finished the speech off with she said something like if you want to fail you will but if you want to succeed you will and I kind of realized in that moment that I was like I don't want to fail you know which I don't think anyone does but I started working you know my butt off in that class and Sure enough, I, I think I passed it, which I got terrible grades in high school. I think I passed it with, like, a C or a D or something, but, you know, Ds get degrees. No, <laughs> Cs get degrees, my bad, but oh. I got a D, so. Well,
0: honestly, I, I don't think Cs aren't that bad. I accept Cs, Ds, in yeah. my vocabulary are unacceptable, but it's whatever.
1: Oh, I was a punk in high school. <laughs> I got, like, dude, I passed a French class with uh, somehow, like, a D minus. I don't even know how, or maybe I didn't pass. I don't even remember, but I, I remember I got something around that, and she was like, yeah, you passed by, like, the absolute skin of your teeth, and I was like, all right, yeah. (laughs) Which is funny, because I can understand, like, if I see French or if I hear it, I can kind of understand what they're saying, but as far as speaking it, man, I remember very little from that class. Uh,
0: I I understand that part. I mean, I I took French once in high school, dropped that out in a week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, dude, I freaking, oh my gosh, we took... I kept signing up for it because I was scared to take anything else, right? they When they would bring you the, uh, at the end of every year, they would bring you that, or for us, they brought us a little sheet, and you would circle stuff and, like, you know, write down what you wanted to take, and I was scared to take anything else because I thought I've been taking French so long that I, you know, the class members, and, dude, I don't know why I did that because I got all the way up to French 3. Oh, wow, nice. It, no, it was not nice. <laughs> it was, it was very difficult and hard. And I was just, and my teacher kept telling me she was like, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but it, are, are you trying? And I was like, not really. And she was like, then what are you doing in this class? And I said, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, hey, look, that's okay. I, I was, I wasn't a punk in high school. I was uh, one of those. I like the attention type kids because I like to dance around the hallway and all that. Yes, I remember. We would go bowling and you would sit there and dance on the
1: bowling floor and have like 15 people around you. Yeah, you were the attention grabber, man.
0: Yes, I was. I was
1: the guy that I was definitely not trying to be noticed at all. I wouldn't even, okay, to put it in perspective, I would not even eat lunch because I felt uh, in my logical mind at that time when I was 16, I thought that if I went through the lunch line, then then someone would see me and i didn't want that attention but then it got to the point where i was like okay i'm kind of known now as the guy that doesn't go through the lunch line so if i all of a sudden just go through the lunch line people are going to be like what the hell are you doing here like so
0: well that happens
1: yeah if we all Uh, go through our awkward stage we grow out of it
0: oh yeah definitely it's like me on my mission i was the awkward one because every time i knocked on a door and say hi would you like to learn about the church uh 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 uh, hey yo can you help me awkward yeah (laughs) so also, there was one thing I really wanted to elaborate on. Um, you mentioned music. Now, you know me. I listen to a lot of the older stuff like ACDC and Aerosmith, and you, you like you know, good bands like Lincoln Park, yeah. Korn, and all them. How do you feel about the music with Christians? Because you know, some, some Christians don't like heavy metal or rap or whatever genre of music they like. Or yes, they like. I have run into, okay, so
1: I'm not a real church-going person, and that's not it's not really—when when I say I'm not a, church, a very church-going person, you have to understand most of my life was spent out of church. So it's not even that I'm against church. It's just I've spent most of my life kind of forging and finding my own path to God and kind of um, overcoming my darkness. So when I say I'm not a very church-going person, I'm not really advocating against church. Some people, church is their sanctuary. And, I mean, I would love to go back to church. I just—being out of church is my norm. You know, it's, it's what I'm used to is just kind of— finding my own way through and kind of being a maverick and saying you know look this is how I deal with things and I kind of stay near the edges and that's my path to God kind of you know I just kind of deal with it myself. I have run into okay so the church we used to go to we the pastor told us uh I think I was listening to music one time and he asked me so what are you listening to and I said oh um I said ACDC's Highway to Hell and he said oh and I could tell he had kind of a not a, well, kind of a tone, but you know what I'm saying? He had kind of a tone and look. And I said, do you not like AC/DC?" And he said, oh, I I just believe they sold their souls to the devil. He said, so I don't listen to him. And I said, well, for scenario's sake, let's say even if ACDC did sell, sell their souls to the devil, just by me listening to him, I'm not selling my soul to the devil. I like their music, you know? And he was like, I respect that. And so I've run into Christians that like okay, I know several Christians that uh, I actually have a, a playlist on my phone called Darkness and it is it's very dark kind of music. Our theme song is on there. Mm-hmm. I actually just found a, another song a couple days ago I think and I've been li- I've been listening to it nonstop. But it's it's called Before the Light Takes Us by Darkness Falls and the lyrics are pretty dark too. And it you know it's a really good song. But to get back on point, overall I think regardless you should listen to whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. You know if if. If you want to listen to darker music, go right ahead. I mean, no one's stopping you. What what matters most is our choices. If I listen to ACDC, and even if they did sell their souls to the devil, I'm not. You know, I can listen to their music all day, and I'm perfectly fine because I know where I stand with God. And mm. I know that I'm on his side. So, again, I, just, I think you should listen to whatever you want to. And that seems a bit extreme for me you know, not listening to like dark music.
0: But again, I'm not judging people. I mean, you could do whatever you want. It's your right. It's yeah. your right to do what you want as an American. I know several uh, members of my church that, believe it or not, I mean, I'm shocked listen to Screamo I don't know how they listen to that, but hey, whatever. Whatever suits them. But yeah, I mean, we can listen whatever we want. It's all right. It's not yeah. like we're going around blowing stuff up. Yeah, yeah, that would be different. If I, if I
1: listen to some hardcore heavy metal music and I'm like, man, I really want to hurt somebody. Like, okay, whoa, take a step back, calm down. <laughs> That's when
0: you really kind of need to. That's when you need help. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, hurting innocent people is not the answer. No, not at all. So you know, you found your path to God. I found my path. You know, we both di- differentiate. But what are your beliefs like? What's your core belief? I mean, I know you don't. You're you're not a Mormon like I am, or you're not a Catholic or anything. You're a you're you're a Christian. Yeah, but, you know, What what do you believe, person?
1: I personally, I personally believe that there are four types of people in the world. far as like faith and stuff goes i believe that there are sheep i believe that there are wolves and then i believe that there are sheeps who wear wolves clothing and i believe that there are wolves who wear sheep's clothing i feel pretty confident that most of life can be kind of summed up in that right and your wolves are kind of the people who are alpha males right these are a lot of times when people say you know all that person's a wolf they usually mean it as like a negative connotation like they mean to prey on the innocent. that's not always true. Uh, being a wolf basically just means you're you're an alpha. You know you you're a leader. You kind of don't. If you had a choice between going your own path and following someone, you're probably going to go your own path. Again, again, being a sheep doesn't mean that you're weak either. I mean, I guess we could get into that with the next podcast, but that that's what I basically believe. And uh, furthermore, I think that they're really. Kind of, there's light and dark, no matter where you go. I mean, I, I think we talked about this in the first podcast. With um, it's been written throughout history, like with yin and yang, right? You know, uh, there's light and dark, and then in the light or in the white side, there's a black little spot, and then on the dark side, there's a white little spot. You know, I think that goes to show that no matter there will always be balance, no matter where you go, there will always be light and dark, and kind of a. Uh, what you just asked me, I, I personally believe that there are people who come from darkness, and then there's people who come from light. And I've met people before. Okay, uh, one of my exes, right? She, we, we talked about our faith, and she said, you know, uh, she doesn't like to pay attention to the devil. She just doesn't like to think about him. My only thing about that is, is you know, my mom, my mother and I have had very long talks about, you know, you may not want to pay attention to the devil, and, and I, and I, and I understand the. Logic behind that—that that, um, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just I understand her saying that you know she she chooses not to let the devil influence her life. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually great. But the tactical situation, I guess, is okay. Let's say I'm the devil, right? And you say I'm not going to let you influence influence my life. I'm not even going to pay attention to you. Okay, you have to understand how the devil works. The devil kind of. He doesn't always come up to you wearing a, a big freaking flag that says, you know, I'm the devil and I'm here to do harm. I mean, he's he slips in certain ways, you know, he kind of slips in and he usually begins to appear as like a friend, right? As someone who's like, hey, let's say you're bickering with a friend, right? Let's say I'm the devil and you're bickering with a friend. Now, you and your friend aren't fighting a, about anything serious, but all of a sudden I come up as a little thought in your head and I'm like, man, I can't believe he said that, or I can't believe he doesn't take you seriously. And at first you're like, yeah, but and you you may blow it off, right? But you also have to remember that the devil plays a long game. Okay, to us, we we know time, we age, we get older. The devil has no time. For him, he he can wait 10 years to get inside your head if he wants to, you know, to him, that's nothing. So her saying that, like I said, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And again, I, I always take a stance of not judging people. But for me, the tactical situation is, I'm not saying that um, you should focus so much on the devil that you and his actions against you that you forget to live your life. You should live your life. But her saying that, I've had long talks with my mother about how kind of not paying attention to the devil, almost kind of just 0% attention to him, kind of lets him in almost. You know what I'm saying? Because then he can kind of sneak in. And you kind of have to, like I said in the first podcast, you kind of have to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary of the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I guess my point point is that some, I've met Christians that when they, they'll say things like that, right? They'll say, you know, I I don't like to pay attention to the devil. I don't even like to let him in my life. I've met Christians that when they say that, you can tell, like you can just tell that, for them that makes the devil stop existing right there and that's not the case right he's always going to be there now like i said don't don't pay so much attention to him that you just stop living your life but you know by paying zero attention to him that doesn't make him just go away you know it's
0: not like just dusting sand off your shoulder i mean he's he's still there i definitely agree with you i mean the the devil's going to find a way always you're 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 gonna watch your back 24 7 i mean you may think oh just ignoring the devil's gonna work i mean it could work for a little bit but there's gonna be a point in life where the devil's gonna pop out of nowhere and say hey bro i'm still here (laughs) yeah i I mean darkness is
1: at some point darkness is going to darken your doorstep it will and in some way shape or form it's going to you're gonna have to know how to deal with that right and if you just Go about your life without running into any struggles or whereas I've seen people that the second they run into hard times, they just collapse, like right off the bat. They just, I mean, they do not know how to deal with it, and they just, just completely fall apart. I've seen people like that. Whereas someone like me, you know, I've been doing this since I was like, I've been going, I've been facing the devil and like going through darkness since I was like six. So for me, we go through some hard times, and I'm just like, we'll survive. I mean, we'll find a way. That's, that's what I do, you know
0: definitely. I mean you got to realize one there's actually one little quote I don't know who says. I mean I've heard it several times in movies and from people, but if you fall down a lot, you're going to fall down hard and it may may hurt you, but always get back up and face it. Face yeah. the music, you know.
1: Yeah, I know that quote. Shoot crap. I can't remember.
0: I know I know the quotes you're talking about. I've heard it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite quotes to hear and it always helps me get through the times that I'm having things like that can knock you down and you may have that sort of doubt that you can't do it but then all of a sudden you'll get through it and it's like oh well okay i'm I'm through it i'm alive yeah it hurt but i'm here
1: yeah sometimes when you fall i mean you fall hard it is not it's not like something that you just some people are in denial about that that and again i've met people like this that they're kind of in denial about when they fall they're like you know oh things aren't that bad or you know things will get better but as they continue to get worse, they still kind of use hope as a tactic. Now, there's nothing wrong with holding on to your hope. I'm a prime example of that. You should always hold on to your hope. But using hope as a tactic, like, okay, let's say you're in a burning building, right? And you're like, you just believe that, okay, you sit down in a chair, right? Now, I mean, the entire building is on fire around you, and you're just like, it's okay, you know, <laughs> things will work out the fire department will come they'll put out the fire before it reaches me and then it keeps getting closer and closer and closer to you and you're like no the fire department will will stop it and then all of a sudden it's at your feet and you're like okay i probably <laughs> should have you know you probably needed to get the hell out of the building at some point like that's that's using hope as a tactic right
0: there, there's nothing wrong with admitting hey things aren't going so great right now <laughs> you know that reminds me of a joke that um, I've heard several times. I'm pretty sure your mom has mentioned it, and I'm pretty sure my mom's mentioned it, but it, it's the joke where the guy is on, standing on top of a mountain or something, and it, the place is getting flooded, and uh, like a helicopter comes by. He's like, come on, dude, we'll get you. And he's like, no, 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 God will save me.
1: Yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. That totally reminds me of that. Yeah, he was in like the middle of a hurricane or something, and he was on top of this hill, and yeah, the water kept rising, and I think like three times. Yeah, three like, times. Uh, a helicopter, a boat. yeah. I don't know the other thing that came but he died and then he looked at God's like God why didn't you save me yeah and he said I I mean okay now we're
1: uh, we're about to get goofy with the scripture but and we're definitely gonna misquote it but we're that's because I'm just down to earth but God basically looked at this dude and went dude I sent three people after you like what are you doing <laughs> every time you every time you were like nah I'm good <laughs> what are you doing like so- you have to meet, like I said, okay, like I said earlier, God will f- create the path, but you have to walk it.
0: You can't just... You, you can't expect it to just come to you. Yeah. You, God's God is your guide. He's the one that's leading you to the treasure, all right? You have to get to it. He's not going to give it to you. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm, okay, God probably would
1: not call someone an idiot, but at the same time, he's also probably going to look at you and be like, "You're an idiot! <laughs> like, what are you doing?" <laughs> See, I've always felt that way. Like, I, I, some people think God is just so hardcore, right? That he is just, you know, if you sin, bam, off to hell immediately. Like, the door will open and you'll—he'll just like throw you through. I've always maybe I'm wrong. I've always felt like God would be, for me at least, my connection to him. I've always felt that God is just a very down-to-earth person with me. Like, when I'm a jackass, sometimes he'll look at me straight up and go, you're an idiot. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I I probably could have done that better. And he's like, he just shakes his head, and he's like, come on. Well,
0: you know, he He is our father in heaven. He has a sense of humor. I believe he has a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I've met Christians that, like, they just, and again, I'm not judging, but they they just as soon as you even bring up that God may have a sense of humor, they're like, no. So, you know, through your struggles, you know, with your friends and you overcoming your darkness and, you know, you are still hanging on to the light. Is there any advice that you have for people that are struggling? My main piece of advice would be, OK, if you are for the people who are
1: who come from darkness, right, the, the Christians who come from darkness, my, my advice would be never think it's too late to see the light. Okay, it's always there. Sometimes it's gonna suck because the light's gonna be just out of reach and uh, like I said, uh, you know, those times are hard. And, but my advice would be for the Christians to kind of come from darkness, like me. The light is always there. Okay, the, the devil will, trust me, the devil will definitely make it seem like it's not there and make it seem impossible to see it but it is always there okay please hold on to your hope please please hold on to your hope it will serve you so well in the long run and for people who for the people who kind of are 100% wrapped up in light right that these are the people that if darkness ever darkened their doorstep they wouldn't know what to do understand that being on the side of the light, is the best yes but and then following god is the best but don't get so wrapped up with the light that you kind of lose track of what evil is or can do that's like um okay there was a couple that went around they said that evil was a um a man-made construct right that evil did not really exist in the world right and they said that to prove it they were going to ride their bikes around the world now all over the U.S. had no problems. They went to the United Kingdom, rode their bikes all around the United Kingdom, had no problem. I think they traveled through most of the world when they got to the Middle East. And again, we're not trying to get political here, but as soon as they got to the Middle East, they were captured by some terrorists, they were tortured, and then they were killed. Uh, I think they filmed the... the, I think the terrorists filmed um, them cutting off their heads. That is evil. Okay, so... Trust me, evil is not a man-made construct. There are actual people out in the world who straight up follow Satan. That's like, uh, you know the movie The Conjuring? The mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, where, um, I don't know how accurate it is to the reality, but they said in the movie that the woman who owned that house that started off everything, you know, um, she, like, killed her children and pledged her undying loyalty to Satan and then killed herself. Uh, same thing with the Amityville Horror House, right? Which I've since heard that they have changed the look of that house because they said that they <laughs> they even changed like the address and just everything about it because they said that they were getting too many people visiting. But like I said, I could be wrong about this, but I heard that the origins of the Amityville Horror House was that there was some Satanic cultist guy in the basement that basically opened a portal or basically used the house to open a portal to hell Right, and there were residents that lived there that talked about. Yeah um, Saw the walls bleeding like a couple times, you know, that's not normal. So trust me evil is Definitely out there. It's not just something that you know, if I'm like, oh, I'm just not gonna pay attention to evil It's still gonna happen. It's still gonna if evil's coming your way, it's still coming. That's what I would say. Yeah. So,
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, and as always, yes, evil is real. You gotta be careful. Don't don't sit back and say evil's not gonna get to you, but it will. It will get to you. And I don't yeah. know how it's gonna get to you, but it will. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, um, we are gonna running running out of time here. But I would say uh, I do appreciate you, you know, answering all the questions. Yeah. You know, it helped me get to know you more. And I hope next week we can. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, me and how I found my faith. Okay. We can yeah. like definitely help each other learn more by just asking more questions about ourselves. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, is there anything else you want to say before we do a little prayer? Just find the positive and the negative. On my way here, I was—I
1: should have been driving better, but, you know, I— had a piece of ice that flew off of a semi and just completely dented and like destroyed the entire front of my car but i'm here with you now and i'm getting to talk about my faith so before we pray you know just kind of try to find the positive and the negative that that absolutely sucked but and it really kind of made me mad there for a second but i'm not gonna let that ruin my day right i've still got i don't know what time times I've got... Oh, it's like 1, 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I've got like 10 hours to
0: make the rest of my day better. So, you know, find the positive and the negative. You know, always find the positive through the negatives. Uh, yeah. But anyway, here's... Uh, I'm going to say a little prayer, and then we're going to end this thing. And hopefully, all of you uh, can tune in to this one episode to get to know us more in our faith, and also for next week. So um, here's the prayer that, that we we're going to say. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that we were able to get together and talk more about how we're able to find our faith and uh knowing how to grow and to learn more about you and how to become better and we ask that we can all get back to our home safely and we hope that uh, the people that will tune into this will learn and learn something and to grow and to hopefully find the positive in the world and we say this in the name of jesus christ amen Amen. Thank you, and good night.